Hello everyone, it's me Justina from Investigative Selfism. My longer videos are back, or if you're listening to it as a podcast, the podcast is still happening, you're fine. And today, you know, I want to talk to you about something that's it's like a cliched saying, but I thought it works really well within the general topic of empowerment, which is the topic of my third what podcast season and it's the saying that you might have heard uh, before choose your battles and i think it has you know various interpretations but what it means generally speaking is we have to be careful where we put our time and energy and we have to have some sort of mechanisms i guess to filter what's really important to us because it's very easy to focus on a lot of things at the same time, only to realize that, what the hell was that? <laughs> Why was I spending time on that? And emotional labor, right? So I thought, okay, how to deconstruct it? So how to take that saying and understand what it really means, or at least give it some interpretations, because obviously it's not gonna be an exhaustive list. So what I did, I came up with four points that I wanted to share with you today. So thank you for being here and I hope you find it insightful and helpful and something you can use and apply very practically to your own lives because that's the point, right? That's why I'm doing what I'm doing. These are the tools that I myself am using and I really always have this desire to share with others. Kind of like with my younger self, <laughs> but with the me now and my friends. So thank you for being here. And so four points how we can deconstruct that. Okay, where am I putting my time, energy, and emotional labor? Should I be putting it there? How to lead a life that's a bit healthier in that respect? So when we think about that, you know, choose, choose your battles, choosing our battles, saying, I thought, okay, four points. And the first point, and some will be, they might seem a bit familiar, but let me deconstruct them for you. Yes, the first one is, um, it's, it's the one that's, it might sound kind of silly and you might say, yeah, 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 I know it, but it's easy not to see how much of our lives it can really take. And that is our concern with self-image, right? Just our egos. You know, I think it's so easy to put so much of emotional labor to something that if we kind of stop for a second, like, Am I just concerned about my self-image in a very unpool way? Am I concerned I'll be seen, let's say, a beginner again, or I'll be seen as, I don't know, a weirdo, or someone who, you know, who's silly, whatever the, the fears and insecurities are, it's important to have that check-in and say, is this what I'm concerned about? I'll give you a very simple example. I was filming recently twice. Uh, on the streets. I was filming a very short video for one of my other projects, my political project, and then one for this one, for investigative selfism. And I never do that. Like, I'm, I feel that I'm comfortable with the camera, like it's fine. I even had some very small training on film like years ago, and I think it's, it's helping. Like, I think that's why. Anyways, but like filming on the street, just, you know, carrying my, you know, low quality phone and kind of filming, even for a minute, I found it so not terrifying, but I'm like, oh, I don't know, like, can I find a street where there's no one? And then I, I didn't, <laughs> I was like, I'm just gonna film here. And I knew why, because I secretly slash, not that secretly, kind of 
judge and like roll my eyes when I see someone on the street, like, um, you know, or just, you know, with, with their camera sort of in front of them and they're like speaking and you understand that it's not a video call, it's probably some kind of like a filming is happening. I feel like, oh, like roll my eyes, like now, these days. And I'm like, what the hell? I was supposed to be working my non-judgment. And like, why is this, like, am I like jealous? Cause they're more like, you know, they're like, they feel free and they can do this. Or like, obviously if it's triggering me in the way, right? There's something's being like, oh, triggered. And it's, it's my thing, it's not their thing. So I have it and it's something I'm deconstructing now. So that's why I'm like, oh, I'm filming it. So it's, it's only about self-image. Like, no one cares. No one's gonna remember that I was like on the street with a camera for one minute. Like, no one's gonna, like, literally no one cares. Just me. And it's not any kind of, like, safety issue or whatever. It's just my self-image. You know, and it's so small. I was like, what the hell? I'm not afraid to be silly or this or that in my real life. I'm like, you know, bring it on. But that was somehow, you know, oh, that was somehow a big deal. So things like that, right? And obviously it goes from smaller things to bigger things. Like, why am I, why am I thinking about this thing for a minute even? Like, it's not worth not even a minute of my time and like, oh, worries. You know, it's not a battle at all. Why am I choosing it? So is it something about our self-image? And I don't mean our self-image like in a kind of good, healthy way that I'm gonna talk about in a moment. Just a really superficial, like, some, something that's really unimportant, <laughs> like that kind of image, you know. So that's number one, you know. Is this how we, like, are we choosing our battles because of our self-image and it's not worth it simply. And then point number two is something that relates heavily to the first point, and that is, and it's a very cliche kind of saying, but it's easy to forget. And that saying is, will it matter? in a year, will it matter in a month, in a week, you know, whatever the amount of time you want to choose for this analysis. And very likely I catch myself thinking, no, no, it's not gonna matter even like in a day sometimes. For example, I don't like to be late and I really put my effort to not being late, but sometimes I am, like everyone. And I'm like hurrying to the thing and I'm like rushing, rushing and I was like so stressed, I really, I really struggle controlling my, like being mindful and controlling my, you know, anxiousness levels when I'm, when I'm late and something I, I, I am working on, I'm better, but I'm like, I rush into the, the place, you know, and then people are like, yeah, cool, you're late, just, you know, sit down, whatever. And that's it. Like, usually, like, it doesn't matter. It sucks to say, cause like, obviously you, I myself, like, I like to be polite, like to be on time, da, da, da. I don't want to, you know, waste people's time. It's like, yeah, yeah. But very often, like, nothing horrible happens when you're late. And you forget it, but kind of like that second you, you enter, kind of look around, like, excuse me, excuse me, I'm so sorry. And life continues. And I personally have this, you know, spike of cortisol and adrenaline. And then I don't even think about it the next day. Like, that's it. So will it matter? And of course, there are bigger things in life that matter. And they will matter in a month. And they will matter in, you know, two months <laughs> and a year. But there are some things, some battles that you realize that that's nah, not gonna probably, if I'm being honest with myself, no. And then maybe I can relax and think of something else that will matter in a year and five years and tomorrow, for example. So I know it's a known one, but it's a good framework still to use. You know, the more, you know, yet another tool in our toolbox. Number three is something a bit more, mm, don't wanna say serious, but. Mm, 
maybe maybe serious in a way, and that is we have to check if the battles we're choosing come from codependency. And what codependency is, to simplify, it's this uh, unhealthy, in a way, desire to be constantly helping people, our friends, like fixing things for them. And it's defined as not because, you know, we're so empathetic and look at me, I'm so kind, but it's because we, we cannot be with our discomfort. That we identify with someone's pain so much, it's like, I need to, for my own sake, I need to be fixing this, not even for the other person's sake sometimes. And that's the sort of messed up thing, and it's very compulsory, you know, it's like, it can be... A behavior that we cannot control sometimes right so we have to be conscious about that and obviously there are many resources on codependency and uh, I will link to some good ones for you because for me it took me uh, more than 30 years to discover even the concept and once I did I'm like oh my god what a framework and so much of my life I've been doing because of that. It's so clear. It's so clear. It's like, mm, was that codependency? Yes, yes, it was. It was indeed. And honestly, very recently, something happened in my life that I had to navigate for myself. It was already a lot to navigate. And then I tried to navigate it for this other person. And I thought I could play like a bigger role in how this person was doing. And then I couldn't. And it was just so unhealthy. For, for both of us in the end and just I had to realize that my, my role there is limited and I have to sit with my discomfort and with that discomfort also knowing that the other person it's still for that person to choose a certain path to choose certain tools and I cannot force that and I cannot do that for them so I'm obviously simplifying in the very vague example here that I gave I understand but it's just not my battle right and, and the thing about dependence is so difficult in a way to identify it and to even realize why it's bad. Because once again, you can think, well, I'm so pathetic, I'm so helpful. How is this a bad thing? And I think we can, maybe a nicer way to define what's good and what's bad, right? Is sometimes like what's healthy and what's unhealthy. That can still be vague, I understand. It's like, is this behavior healthy? Like, how is it going to affect you and the other person? Is this behavior empowering you and the other person? Is it maybe empowering you, but disempowering the other ones? You know, if you say, let me fix it, let me fix it, then the other person's like, okay, cool. So, like, I don't have agency here. Or, you know, or this person might feel a bit more helpless even. Or that if left alone, that they couldn't really solve the problem. So, like, that's the unhealthy part of codependency. And there's more, of course. So when you think of your battles you're choosing, these, I think, these can seem very, like, beautiful. You know, beautiful battles, like, let me help, I will take this on. And to realize that that might not be good, it's a big realization. Once again, for me, it was a very long <laughs> path to even understand what it is, like, what it was. And then try not to engage in that behavior. And there's also a lot of learning happening for me personally there in this area that's why i wanted to give that to you as a tool to remind you right about choosing your battles like is is that battle based <laughs> on codependency because that's just not healthy and then the last point and it kind of relates to what i said some minutes ago about that self-image but on a deeper level and that is the framework let's say or just a reminder to think of our obviously it's a big deal our values 
and to ask ourselves, are we acting out of integrity in certain situations? And talking about the values, I guess the question is, how do we want to show up? What are we about? How do I want to be with myself and with others? What's important to me? What experience do I want to create for others? What experience am I seeking in the world? Right? Like, what's important? And that can be many things, right? It is like, this is very, very, you know, personal, obviously. But are there any battles? The question is that you're choosing there. It's like, actually, it's like, it's not important to me. Or it's just like, I haven't defined that as like, this is my mission for myself. There are many missions that are very important, but it's just not my mission. And I'm already working on my own mission. I don't need to include like, you know, everyone else's missions. And I'll give you a very specific example. So I have this other project that's on politics. And there I, you know, well, actually I'm academically trained in political science and I've been working in this area for some years in different organizations, different regions. And uh, so I write quite a lot or I write and I record podcast episodes. And what I've chosen them to be about, you know, there are various things, various regions, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there are things that I've just defined for myself and decided like, this is not my mission. For example, I, I'm not gonna like record, let's say a podcast episode and trying to convince people that, you know what, human rights matter and people deserve to live in dignity or that, Hey, these people that look different, they're actually like you and they deserve, you know, basic human rights. Like, of course I think that, but if like my mission is not to convince someone that that's the case. My mission is to kind of say, hey, this is what's happening. This is the language we can use. This is the frameworks we can use to analyze it. You know, it's clearly bad. Like, why is it bad? What is this case an example of? Like, these are my analyses <laughs> or commentaries that I choose to, to have. And, and for me, there is something that's very, in a way, painful, but I'm like, okay. And that is when you talk to someone and you assume, I assume that, huh, maybe someone doesn't know something. Like, that's why they hold these views. But if they knew, surely they would agree with me that ta-ta-ta-ta-ta. And sometimes you talk to people and you realize that, oh, they know. They do know, you know, or they know enough. And they still choose to think that that, that thing, you know, that I thought I would like maybe convince them not to think. And I realize, Oh, so it's not a matter of access to knowledge, of knowledge you have. It's really a matter of values. We have different values. We, not only we see things differently, but we, we care about different things. And it sounds very bad, but like I realize it's not, it's not my mission then to convince you to like change your values. I think there are better ways than talking to me. And like, I have my mission to inform people who are more curious about certain things and, and sort of work with that population you might think no but then changing people's values to something more humane and humanistic and ta -ta -ta, uh, is more important like me yes i would say that's a very big deal but with the formats how like what i create like what i am uh as a creator sort of you know what i what i choose to be about it's not about convincing people that like this is the case it's about other things and if i find myself in that kind of battle I say that, no, that, that's not my battle. It's kind of sad, you know, but I'm not gonna, I'm not here to convince you to ta-ta-ta. 
that's I, I am about that in like in essence I you know the, like from that so much of my work stems you know but it's not about that kind of convincing so it's not a battle I will choose to have sometimes we're forced into some battles but then can we can we leave them then you know quite quickly the question is so values are agnatic integrity what we're about what we're not about what we're willing to engage in what we say you know what this is actually not my thing i'm, not, I'm gonna save myself some emotional labor and time and just I'm, i will spend it on something else so once again four points is it about our self-image something quite superficial will it matter in the future are we acting out of our codependent tendencies Ooh. and then what are our values what are we about? Because we cannot be about everything, obviously, but we act sometimes. I act sometimes like I'm about everything. Well, actually, no, that's not the case. So I'm saying this to myself, of course. Like, first of all, I'm saying that to myself, but to all of us. Yes, we have to choose our battles wisely, but we can also understand what that means to us. Once again, when I presented today, these are not the only points how that can be deconstructed, but it is something that can help us empower ourselves a bit more to be able to manage our time and energy and emotional labor, just lots of inner, you know, inner, like internal and external resources <laughs> as well. Because yes, time is very precious and we all have things we want to do. And once again, all these values that I've mentioned, like how we want to be and what we want to be about, we have to create space for that, we have to make time for that, we have to have good tools and frameworks, you know, have various disciplines to use to help us be like that. And for me, that is that empowerment, right? It's not about like, uh, empowerment is being in a certain way, it's like, it's the being the, the real you that you want to be. And it sounds very cheesy, but I think we all know when we're not feeling that we're being ourselves, how painful that is. So like, yes, I want to go the other way. And these points are some suggestions how we can better do that. Thank you so much for listening and all watching. I really appreciate it. Hope you find it useful. If you did, please share it with your friends. And also, if you liked it, please let me know personally via social media, send an email. Like, I would really, really appreciate it. You don't have to, but if you feel like it, oh my God, it would be great. And thank you for your time once again, and I'll see you soon.